1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter and please subscribe to YouTube we're still ticking along that'd be much appreciated certainly are and Dan Bayliss is here hello Wolves fans we'll start with um, sorry for not being here last week I had diarrhoea for six days and uh, lost half a stone so can say that I am as trim as ever and uh, I feel sorry for whoever went in there after me um, because you know you get the passive aggressive comments about why didn't you clean around the bowl, why didn't you flush it, you know all that sort of stuff. Uh, so no, uh, back with a bang and uh, fully manscaped as well this week. I want to start with manscaped. It seems a bit of a shameless plug, but to be honest, we do this for free. We do it at our own time. It would be fantastic if you, our loyal listener, uh, could support us where you can. You can do that by going to manscaped.com. You get twenty percent off a purchase there and free shipping when you use the code WOLVES77, that is the numbers 77. Uh, I was really impressed with it, not just saying that. I've used lots of stuff in the past. I have curly hair, so I do suffer from <laughs> growing hair a lot, but the uh, the mist 
part of the uh, product seemed to work wonders and um, it's it's got good feedback um, I was going to say from everyone involved uh, there'd be only one person involved which would of course be the other half and, uh, <laughs> she seems very impressed with it uh, Harry one thing I noticed on the podcast last week though was when you said well because I've been in a long term relationship I've never actually had to shave anything D- did you not have to try I mean what what's the magic spell that you have over uh, well I'm just a stallion so I'm surprised you can see it. You can't see the stallion for the forest. It's like the horse <laughs> yeah. has gone loose. Well, yeah, I just trimmed, basically. I, I was too scared to shave because I thought I would just destroy my bollocks. But as we know, Manscaped <laughs> keeps it fresh and clean. Off. So, yeah. Keep it on ice. Keep it on ice. <laughs> yeah, it's quality. I really like it, to be fair. Uh, Dan, how was yours? Lovely. I'm a regular <laughs> trimmer. Um, just updated to the, uh, to the old Manscaped. Superb. I don't know whether I want to share this, but I tried to use it on my face the other day, and what? it didn't work as well. After your, after your bollocks? <laughs> well, it's my, it's my bollocks. Oh. I know, well, I know. I was caught short. I didn't have my stuff with me. I thought, well, I'll try and use it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> so uh, it's purely for clearly soft, delicate skin. I was a bit wary at points about whether how close I wanted to go, but there were no nicks. There was no blood. I quite um, like the little... So um, light. Little product, no, the little product that comes with it, not the mist, the other one, the, the, the bomb. toner, like a yeah, oh, yeah the lovely, toner. yeah, that's really, yeah, lifesaver that was, because I was on fire until I put that dipping, on. it's like dipping your bollocks in honey and a hoba, <laughs> lovely. Not. But the one thing is obviously because Bayless for you, I had the Wildlife Trust on the phone and uh, it said <laughs> that they will house all of the crabs that have been made homeless since you have manscaped. So um, we're, we're helping out nature at the same time. I've but been escaping you... for a while. I've just updated <laughs> to Manscaped. But no, if you can, dear listener, uh, help us out. Go to manscaped.com. Wolf77 is the code that you need to get 20% off. And you could look like us, which was the only advert not to do something. Uh, it is that. But otherwise, we'll get on to matters concerning football. It is, of course, the international break. Connor Cody... Um, was the talk of the town um, and, and also another man from the Midlands Jack Grealish we won't talk about him Harry it was just great to see him in an England shirt it was great to see him in the opposition half it was even more fantastic to see him scoring and what it meant to him oh mate like the only reason I really watched England because obviously he was playing when he was starting I was really excited for him he had another great game and when that ball whipped in and the ball and the goal went in. I thought, oh, what a finish. And then when he panned in and it was him, I was like, oh my God, you've got to be joking. Because obviously he just had that chance before where he put it over and I nearly had a heart attack when he did that. But what you know what I mean? I've, I've had my critics of him defensively. I'll stick by that. But great lead. You can hear him on the pitch. Great passing. To get a goal, I mean, incredible stuff. And the, the passion he showed after scoring it and in his interviews after, it was so refreshing. I think the whole nation were took by his joyment and fair play to the bloke and every Wolves fan watching that must have been proud because I, I was bloody buzzing watching that when he scored uh, the man of the match was Jack Grealish um, but Cody got a 7.46 I think from everyone who was watching it Dan you know I think for what we've all had to go through and are going through at the moment seeing his face has just given everyone a lift hasn't it it was very enjoyable wasn't it I can't really comment too much on it it was great he's played well he deserves his spot I think we're going to move on to what happened in the next game but <laughs> he was great he looked like a leader like he does for Wolves bossed it yeah fair enough they aren't a very good opposition but took his goal really nicely as well maybe he'll get in the box for a corner on uh, Monday night <laughs> well you never know um, Semedo wouldn't have finished that would he Dan <laughs> no, no we won't talk about no we won't talk about don't no, lose no, listeners no, no, again no, God. No, we are, I can't do it um, 
the thing is, you, you have a brilliant game, you keep a clean sheet, you score a goal, and obviously in the next game when it matters, you get dropped, don't you, Harry? I mean, that's just that's just how it works in international football, isn't it? It's a disgrace in my eyes, and not only did he get dropped, he got dropped, well, he was either Dyer or Maguire, but Maguire, how he comes back in after his performance against Spurs and how bad he's been, it frustrates me, because when Southgate first come in, I was like, oh, fair play, he's starting to pick players on form, like, he's actually a bit refreshing, I remember he dropped Rooney, and I was happy he did that, but now he's just going back to the old, same old, pick players on reputation to start, whatever club they're at. They've got a weird affiliation with West Ham. That's why Declan Royce always seems to play, although he is a good player. But you know what I'm getting at? And to see him on the bench, I was like, How, what more has he got to do? He's had two starts. He's been unreal in both games, not put a foot wrong and scored a goal. And has been a leader. And as you mentioned before we come on, Sam, he's like an advisor now that Southgate goes to, apparently, because he's one yeah. of the older lads in the squad. And to see him not get a start... What have you got to do? It's ridiculous. And Grealish as well. I know we all don't like Grealish because he plays at Villa. He should have played. I'm glad Calvert-Lewin did. But that was only because Harry Kane was injured. And it's just really frustrating. And it really pissed me off when he wasn't on the starting lineup. I know that I've given a particular Wolves defender some stick. But if anyone is bad, it's Harry Maguire. <laughs> if anyone doesn't deserve yeah, their spot right, yeah. in the team based on current form and then their playing ability in that time, it's Harry Maguire. Absolutely shocking was then crap in the game and he'll probably keep his space because we got an undeserved win against Belgium. I think when you look at the results are obviously all that really matters and you know you, you take apart Wales that's great because it's bragging rights and, and, and there are no pushovers but also Belgium are the top ranked team in the world so I mean a 2-1 win Good win. if you're Gareth Southgate are you not vindicated in that decision Harry? He, he is but still we probably still would have beat him to start the players that played really well Get, you know he's had the last laugh hasn't he because they did win but Dyer was shocking he gave away a penalty so maybe his uh, place would be questioned but yeah that annoyed me a bit that they did win because I was fuming that much I wanted him to lose <laughs> I know it sounds bad but yeah it is annoying because that vindicates his decision as you say but still it's not right how how after a game like Cody and Grealish had are they not in the, squ- the starting 11 for the next game what's the point even when you watch the game Maguire was not good enough to be in that team and Cody would have been better suited. And it's free at the back. Cody, come in. He said, I'm not playing Cody unless we have free at the back. That's why he didn't get into the English squad before. We have free at the back, finally. Plays really well and he still drops him for one of the main (laughs) games. It don't make sense. Do you think it's an England team in transition though, Dan? Uh, You know, the brilliance of 2018, when you strip it back, we still lost to Belgium twice and and also went out to Croatia. But this, this side seems to be a side of players that are in form it's good to see that Danny Ings in an England shirt for example obviously a golden yeah, win totally agree. in the Premier League last year is this just Gareth Southgate playing around with different formations because you know you're not going to go out and play the same formation every week because you're not going to be playing the same sort of t- calibre of teams every week sometimes against Belgium you're going to have to play a different formation because they are a stronger side than, than say Wales hopefully but I think I've said it for the last 12 months I don't think England are a particularly interesting team to watch play football I don't think we're particularly creative I don't think we create decent chances and oh God, we're going to have to say his name again, but Grealish actually brought something to the team. Cody's brought something to the team, some leadership, some strength, some distribution. And it seems that Southgate's tried all these things and they've proven good and they've proven more entertaining to watch. And then when push came to shove, he's gone back to the old boring crap football, but we've just about managed to get a 2-1 win. A massive deflection and a penalty. <sighs> Great. You, you would take it though, wouldn't you, in a fan park? Oh yeah, you'd always you'll always take it. <laughs> no, I mean, this year, this UEFA League of Nations is absolutely nonsense, isn't it? But 
it's football at the end of the day and we want to watch it. And it, it does make but, it a little bit more competitive because, you know. But we don't know how we, we win it. We've beaten Belgium. Now do we have to go and <laughs> no idea. say it? There it is. Catch find the ring. I've got to do a bingo. I've got to do bingo cards of <laughs> like what you do. How do you set. how do you win it? So we're, we're top of the group. We're top of the group. How many more games are to play? No idea. Probably three more. I guess we play again. We're trying to record and we play after this. We play tonight, don't we? It's good to see him in the squad, though. Um, the one thing about the international break that's brought with it was Cristiano Ronaldo getting coronavirus, and now there's absolute meltdown on Twitter <laughs> because we don't know if we're going to even have our five international Portuguese players ready for the next game against Leeds. Uh, they have returned um, negative results, but obviously there was an incubation period, so they are going to be tested on Friday, and then they're going to be going from there, I think. But it could cause big problems, couldn't it, Dan? Because you know you, you could have Wolves players playing which would be great but if they've got coronavirus big problems for the Premier League as well yeah they've obviously got to test them Friday and make sure they're okay to play but I think there are protocols in place for it I I can't remember who said it a journalist put it on Twitter earlier did a bit of a thread regarding if a team's impacted to a detrimental effect to too far then they'll look at postponing games and things because they didn't do that with Leighton Orient though did they with Tottenham Harry oh yeah well those international players (laughs) But no, but they were playing Tottenham, no. weren't they? And they, they, no, I do agree. They couldn't go ahead with the game, and Tottenham got a bye rather than it being rearranged. Because they're a big six club, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah that go. probably is it. Uh, what we'll do though is turn our attentions to the Premier League. It is back. I've, I don't know if I've missed it. I don't know if I've missed it or not. I have. I'm not really enjoying the football at the moment because I think the standard's terrible. Lots of goals, but I think that's mostly due to poor defending on um, on the sides that have, have got tanked. Um, but what we'll do is we'll get your away perspective for Leeds to Ellen Road. Not that it matters because it can't. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Join them by Gary from Talking Shuts. Gary, how's it going to begin with? Yeah, very good, Sam. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, for having me back again. No, not at all. Um, we, we spoke, obviously, when Leeds had just been promoted and uh, a lot of water's gone under the bridge. Still no fans in stadiums, unfortunately. But I just want to talk to you to begin with a little bit about Leeds' start to the season. I mean, have they taken your breath away as much as they have, it seems, everybody else? Um, to be honest, it's much much, much the same for us from, from the Championship. We, we, we appear to have just um, sort of carried on where we left off a little bit. Obviously, the, the standard of opposition is, is somewhat different. But, yeah, that, that's the way that we've played under Bielsa, a little bit swashbuckling at times. And... Um, and entertaining to watch, and that's why that's why time under him so far has been so entertaining and so enjoyable. Because you know we 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 do have a go at teams, and we, we insist on playing our way. He only has plan A, and if we can't do plan A, then we have to do it again, but better. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not really surprised. Um, obviously, one of the 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 best things about it is being able to put them performances in against teams like Liverpool and. And um, and Man City, I think that's the that's the difference, really. The media seem to have jumped on that Leeds bandwagon, haven't they? Because I think Bielsa got more of a shout from the media with a four-three defeat against Liverpool than Dean Smith did with a seven-two win over Liverpool. I mean, what was that all about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's probably it's probably the fact that you know he's, he's such a well-renowned manager across the world, uh, particularly in sort of football circles in, in the coaching um, world, and. And he has the fact he has come up here and just carried on sticking to his ethos, which is very attack-minded, very much um, believes in his players, believes in in what they can achieve, and I think that's why he has kind of caught the imagination really of the um, of the media and of the casual fan as well. 
Next one, of course, is at Ellen Road. It would have been one that lots of Wolves fans would have been looking forward to. Obviously, haven't been there for, what, 16 years, is it? And it's a shame that we won't be going this time round. But in terms of a, a starting eleven, is, is it going to be pretty much the same as last time out? Or do, do you see fighting for places? No, there's going to be a couple of changes because we've... Um... Two centre-halves have got injured on international duty, so we signed Diego Llorente from Real Sociedad uh, to come in as sort of third third centre-back or, or fight it out for a, a centre-back position. And both him and Liam Cooper have gone away on international duty and both picked up ground injuries. So I think uh, Llorente is due to be out for three weeks and Cooper too, but they said that Cooper may possibly have a fitness test before the Wolves game. Um, Bielsa doesn't like to change things particularly. And, you know, after the performance we put in against Manchester City's you know, he's well within his rights to not change it, but obviously an enforced change there. I'd expect if neither of them can make it, um, young centre-half Pascal Strike to come in, who played against Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, so I'd expect him to come in and a uh, bit of the surprise package, really, how he, he's come into a couple of games early in this Premier League start and, and looked not out of place at all. So I'd expect him probably to come in. But uh, other than that, obviously we missed Jack Harrison against Man City as well because he was playing against his parent club. So... I'd probably expect him to come back in for Gianni Alioski, but uh, the interesting bit will be in the sort of advanced 8-10 role. Uh, we've seen a bit of Tyler Roberts and uh, Rodrigo Moreno, the Spain striker, sort of switch it around a little bit, but uh, Tyler found it quite hard against Manchester City, whereas uh, when Rodrigo came on, he really made, a, really made a difference. So I think he'll have his sort of name in the heart for a start against against Wolves on Monday night. And um and yeah, we'll have to see. But being Bielsa, I still wouldn't be surprised if he started with Tyler Roberts and brought Rodrigo on at half-time because he does like to do that. And just finally then, Gary, any score prediction? Um, to be honest, I think it'll be a tough game. I'm a big fan of Wolves. I like, um, I like Nuno. I think he's a good coach. And um, they were absolutely fantastic against us last time they played at Ellen Road, albeit in the, in the Championship. I think they did a 3 and Ellen Barry Douglas scored a free kick. Um, it was a pretty dour night, to be honest, but, uh, but Wolves were fantastic. And I love the way he plays. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. and I think it'll be an exciting game. I think both teams will, will have a little go at each other. Um, me, me heart says we might be able to scrape a, scrape a win. But I think my head says possibly a draw. Score draw? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like 2-2 or 1-1, um, one, one, something like that, yeah. Perfect. Well, Gary, best of bad luck, of course, for Monday night. Uh, and best of luck for the rest of the season. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So it's weird, isn't it? We were talking about, just in the away perspective there, about Leeds becoming people's second teams. I mean, it does split opinion because I think they are the team that you love to hate and genuinely hate them. You'd say, wouldn't you normally, Harry? It's a shame that we can't go to Ellen Road. It was one that a lot of people were looking forward to. It's a, it's a great stadium and a, a great city. Wonderful away day. Um, let's go along the lines of that everybody is negative when it comes to coronavirus. And we're looking at maybe changing up the team from Fulham. Um, you know, edging that wind, you need to maybe give Matinho a little bit of a break. Do you think that Dendonka and Neves partnership is going to continue? Yeah, I think definitely. I think Den Donker needs to be in midfield because when we've played just Neves and Matinho, especially at the start of this season, it hasn't worked, has it? And we played Den Donker away at Sheffield United, it worked then. So for me, he's got to start. In terms of the team overall, obviously I don't want to see Sace left wing back again. So hopefully the new lad, Out Nori, hope I pronounced that right because I never do, comes in. And apart from that, maybe Adama might start because uh, he's had a good little cameo for Spain in the uh, international break but it'd be interesting to see it's going to be shook up a lot isn't it the team especially while the new lads gel and things like that and then once Nuno finds out what his best team is because I'll be honest I've got no idea what it is at the moment 
we'll see a settled side. But yeah, maybe the big one will be out Nori coming in at left wing back. So do you think maybe Marcel, depending on uh, what his situation is? Oh, yeah. What do you think the yeah, um, toss-up is know, between Good those two, Dan? Uh, do you, would you go for the experience of someone like Marcel, or is it... Yeah, I think you have to Nori, at this okay. time, especially if they're going to come at us how we expect they're going to. I'd, I'd hold Trey around the bench and give him the last 20, 30 minutes. Does that mean two up front, good, or good are you playing Pedence and Neto? Yeah, Pedence and Neto. Neto's been sublime so far, so got to give him a go. I like Pedence. I think Pedence is top class and a better player on the whole than Jota. So those three up top, then Donker and Neves in the middle. Um, we've got a few issues at the back, but um, they score four, we score five. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Uh, are you worried with this? Uh, the way this uh, Leeds team attacks, Harry, sort of mentioned it before, is that Bielsa seemed to get some sort of... Um, godly reception for losing 4-3 at Anfield and Dean Smith got absolutely nothing for beating Liverpool 7-2 <laughs> do, do, do you think it's just the media have picked up a team that they want to back as an underdog and it just so happens to be Leeds yeah it's because obviously Leeds it's been so long since they've been back in the Premier League the journalists love it and obviously they get a lot of uh, traction whenever they post yeah. or talk yeah. about Leeds because they're a massive club there's no, there's no denying that um, but yeah, they're 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 a breath of fresh air. Let's be honest, they've started well. That game against Liverpool was amazing the way they attacked. But there's no doubt about it, they're so bad at the back. So it's weird because our strength, as we know in previous years, has been our counter-attacking stuff. So, but with this new stuff, Nuno keeps talking about that we're going to have more possession and break teams back down and be better that way. I've got no idea what we're going to do, but you'd think the counter-attack would work with Leeds coming at us with their attacking press and leaving gaps at the back but let's see how it goes I'm a bit nervous about this one because they are on a high like we was when we got promoted but it's going to be a tough game man if there's a game where Nuno should revert back to the counter-attacking football it's this one mm. it's this one with a naive Leeds team there's something that annoys me a little bit about Leeds we had sort of three or four years in the championship where they won it every September <laughs> and you have to sort of think oh, really yes you are a massive massive club but you know you've had a good couple of games don't get too far ahead of yourselves I'm saying all this are going to pan us forward <laughs> but um, I, I don't um, think they're as good I don't think they're as good as what they think they are yet yeah. and I think Liverpool was a very good result but they still got beaten Man City was a good result and Liverpool have been Liverpool have been a bit yeah Liverpool have been a bit dodgy still they shipped seven goals against the Villa <laughs> and Villa are no great shakes um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves went there and did a bit of a job on them it, it, one's coming isn't it you just got a feeling that we've been poor We've got to start doing something to please the quality of football a bit more. I just have got an inkling that one's coming and we're going to give them a bit of a hiding. Well, in that case, let's uh, have a look at a score prediction from Harry first. Well, I don't know if I agree with this. I think we're still not very, you know, we're not settled as a squad. So I don't know. I'm a bit worried. So I'm going to be, I'll say optimistic, but I'm going to say 1-1 draw. I'm not that confident for some reason. You're not feeling it in your gut, uh, no. uh I really want us to keep a clean sheet. So 2-0 Wolves. 2-0 Wolves, excellent. I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves as always, of course. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Jack's not here, but there is tons of ticket news to talk about. What I would like to say is... It, it, in the ticket news thing, and you're right, Dan, there is, and it is the £15 if you want to watch a game that is not 
on any of the main broadcasters normal channels because you can go and watch it on BT Box Office. It's going to cost you 14.95. Harry, I want your reaction to that because I don't think from the football I've seen and it's not just Wolves, uh, any of the football I've seen, I don't think it's even worth that much. No, it really disappointed me when I saw it come out, especially that Wolves were one of the clubs that were for it. Because I know the money goes to the clubs. I think it was only Leicester that was against it. We pay enough for Sky, BT, Amazon Prime, if you've got that as well. And in the current situation of the country, with lockdown and things like that, and people losing their jobs, I think it's just pure greed. I think the Premier League clubs are rich enough to be able to not have to do this. I think they should give all the games to Sky, BT and Amazon Prime to show them. I mean, it's bad. You know, I think it potentially should be on the BBC for free. So it really disappointed me, and it just shows that the football at the top end is very a very greedy sport these days, and it's all about money, and it's always the fans that have to suffer. And I'm just, I think it's an absolute disgrace. The thing I don't get is, for the sake of fifteen quid a head, there are cameras at the game anyway. They film every minute of every yeah. football game. Give us a just give us a red button. We don't care about commentary. They're sh- they're all shit anyway. <laughs> I mean, Harry, you mentioned the BBC then. I mean, the Burnley game, I think, was the worst Premier League coverage I think I'd ever seen. And it was at the BBC game. It was Guy Mowbray and Dion Dublin, wasn't it? Who just showed mm. that he's actually more built for homes under the hammer than he is for actual <laughs> football punditry. But the thing is, 1495, I think Worthing FC sent out a tweet and they said, when you spend 1495 with us, you're getting a game of football in the flesh. That's the most important thing. Pint in your hand, you can celebrate a goal knowing it isn't getting ruled out five minutes later. <laughs> you know that your money is going into your local community, not into the hands of billionaires. And I think that's a, that's a great point. Um, but also, it's just going to push people onto illegal streams as yeah. if they weren't doing it anyway. If you made it five quid, okay, you might do it. Because actually, on the, the games that have been now TV, I've reluctantly spent 10 quid to watch the game because I think that's my limit. I go, actually, 10 quid, that's all right. I think 15 is taking the piss. Mm. I think. You know, you're going to get more people spending five pounds than you are spending fifteen, and I'd say it's more than totally. threefold. So you're going totally. to make more money by by charging less. It just it just seems oh. ridiculous to me. It made the Stoke loss worse that I got charged. <laughs> yeah, it felt wrong. I agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. and the commentators there were oh, the worst of the lot. I think the that worst. was worse than Mowbray and It was, it was like he was using Stephen Hawking's second-hand computer, wasn't it? It was just terrible. And, oh, and he was sh- How that guy has decided that a career in broadcast <laughs> oh, is man. for him. It'd be no interesting idea. to see what they do with the like with the commentary and that on those streams that are fifteen quid. Because will it be a proper full setup like the normal Sky and BT and that? What will it be yeah, on? It's a box office thing. It'd be like, I imagine what how you'd pay for the boxing. Boxing, what yeah. sort of um, service you get for that. For the boxing, you get six hours of entertainment mm. on a boxing. Well, you could have six hours of build-up and ten seconds of boxing if I get knocked out, but I suppose that's just... Yeah. That's just well, you get about eight fights, don't you? So. But it's a different sport, yeah, yeah. but I know what you mean. But, yeah, I, I just think... But at the end of the day, we're the ones getting punished. That's my main point to come out of this. So I'm just annoyed. I will pay it because I'm an idiot. I want to watch it and... But it's just the fans suffer. It's a, the top end game. It, the working class fan is really suffering these days because it's just so much money. One thing does make it funny is that the Albion have got three. And one of them is against okay, Burnley, like isn't it? It's West, West Brom Burnley. And it's like, I know if you're a fan of those teams that for you every game matters, but these aren't. I mean, they're saying that it's on box office. There's nothing box office about it, is there? Yeah. I mean, it's the least box office game in the world. And that's mostly because it's Burnley. Palace um, is our, ours is Palace our first one isn't it we've got Crystal Palace yeah uh, from memory yeah I think so 
But um, you could go to the pub, but, yeah. and then because of VAR, every game's 99 minutes long, you'll get kicked out just <laughs> it gets interesting. That's true, but also you get a little bit more value for money if the game's longer as well. Uh, but Bayless, yeah. have you got some odds that we can just uh, go I've through got potentially? I've you can think of. Interesting one I found. Held a cost to score and his team to lose 25 to 1. I like that, because that could wow. definitely happen. Yeah. So, um, my 2 0. I like that. My 2 0, Jimenez to score first, 33 to 1. Decent. I think a clean sheet's on the cards. Oh, I don't know, is it? Mm. Sam Cook 2-1, Daniel Potence to score first, 50-1. to one. Bloody hell. Like that. 50-1? Yeah, to one. But wow. 50-1. to one. I mean, this is from the guy whose last goal was a header and he's 5 foot. 5 foot 6. Some bullies quiz. <laughs> um, Wolves 4-3, 125-1. One. Is it? Yeah. Remember, remember, um, remember our 4-3 yeah, win yeah. at home against them? Dave Edwards last minute. That was a classic, wasn't it? Oh, against Leeds. What a game. Match. What a game. Uh, okay, well, that's your latest betting odds and ticket news. What we're going to do now is move on to the 10 best players in the league right now. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. Now, I, I got you both to individually send me this, so you don't actually know what each other has put, but it, it came out, I think Jamie O'Hara on TalkSport this week came out with his top 10 right now, and I, I think it's mostly just to to fish for like classic talk sport old media in it uh, in 10 he had Antonio at West Ham James Rodriguez at 9 8 was Son at Tottenham uh, 7 Mo Salah 6 Jamie Vardy another Liverpool player at 5 is Mane number 4 Grealish 3 Kane 2 Calvert-Lewin 1 Kevin De Bruyne um, let's start with Bayless's. I've got yours in front of me you've actually picked 5 players the same out of the 10 which surprised me a little bit uh, you both went for Salas on Kane, Grealish and De Bruyne, uh, albeit in a uh, different order. I think Son is literally like the most underrated player in the Premier League of the last few years. I it's agree. Class. Can I just say something though, Sam? I must have misheard you because I picked Miners right now and there's one person in there. I, yeah, I, so I. I, I would drop out... Uh, I might as well say it. I'd drop out Van Dijk because obviously you can see the seven. But I thought you meant right now on current form when I picked mine. That's what I've done, Harry. Yeah, that's I'll right. Yeah. Okay, right. apart from Van Dyke, I'm yeah, happy with mine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Van Dyke snuck onto your list, Harry, didn't he? He was yeah. at 10. So um, you had Mane in there, Vardy. I think yours is pretty much, I think, probably apart from Antonio, uh, the same as um, Jamie O'Hara's. Bayliss, you had um, the one that stood out for me. I mean, you put Calvert-Lewin in there. I think that's that's absolutely right. Um, Danny Ings, yeah. I'm guessing it's, is it Moise Keane or... Michael Keane. Michael Keane. Everton. Yeah, class. Classic um, moment. But one that made your list that stood out for me was Hoiberg. Yeah. I think he's controlled games. His passing's unreal. I just think he's a decent pro- like, he's a decent player. When you've watched highlights of them playing, I think he's controlling and managing games brilliantly. He's the sort of player I'd like in the middle, like in and around us. And Tillman's at Leicester as well made it onto your list. Yeah. Did you have Grealish yeah, as well he, like this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. did. <laughs> Tillman, Tillman, Tillman's battered the, bad the crap out of Man City. And Bruno Fernandes for you, Harry, was was another one on there. You'd like to see him in a wolf shirt, I imagine. Oh, mate, he's class, isn't he? Yeah, I really like him. He's probably the only shining light for Man United at the moment. How oh, crap they are. Um, yeah, I wish I'd have put Raul Jimenez in now just to... Uh, <laughs> just just to <laughs> likes uh, to bring in the cash. I didn't put him in just because I don't like Man United. It's current form, isn't it? If it, if it was just like overall, it'd have been a bit different. But... Oh, he's a brilliant, brilliant player, mm. but he only scores his goals from 12 yards. I'll never forget, because you say about disliking Man United players, so you weren't, you weren't going to pick him. I remember um, it was a season, I always used to play my dad at um, fantasy football, we used to in Telegraph, and obviously have a little bet on the side, and obviously bragging rights within the house and stuff. And he would not 
for his life ever pick Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> it was a season he scored 42 goals, absolutely oh, annihilated it. So um, yeah, be careful what you do with that one. Um, just just quickly before we go, um, and it was the, the big picture project, which is sort of been and gone now at time of recording because it sort of came out on Wednesday um, that the the Premier League had unanimously voted down the big the project big picture which I'll I'll give you what it was in brief this is what has sort of leaked good work from um, was it the Times I think that that broke the story and and obviously they timed it brilliantly because they'd had the whole 1495 a game thing and (laughs) and the uproar about that and then released it at the weekend so the Premier League would reduce from 20 to 18 clubs EFL Cup Community Shield that would go be scrapped current one club vote principle would be abolished and the rule would be that 14 clubs out of the current 20 need to agree on the policy so the power would be with the nine longest serving clubs and I think this is the one that got a lot of people up um, which would be Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, City, Southampton, Tottenham and West Ham but only six of the nine longest serving clubs needed to vote for major change so Bayless it was just going to put all of this power into the hands of the top six Uh, it was literally an oligarchy of which one was a Russian oligarch it, I mean, yeah. what the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean, Bayliss? I've got no idea. Yeah, for people like me who don't know what that means, can you explain that? <laughs> uh, it's like a. It's not like a monopoly where it's one person runs everything. An oligarchy is where there's a select few ah, that right. retain all the power across a wider, broader spectrum. Mm. So instead of a monopoly being one, an oligarchy is a, a handful. It's like a, a monopoly. Um, what's what's it called? Uh, syndicate. Um, but obviously the, the the carrot that they dangled in front of the EFL for the EFL to support all of this, of which I think a lot of them did, was a £250 million payment up front plus £100 million to the Football Association, almost basically a bribe to keep everyone sweet. But then this is the one that caught my eye, was the 25% of Premier League annual revenue up from 4% would go to EFL clubs. I mean, that would have closed the gap a little bit, wouldn't it, Harry? Yeah, um... I think it's weird. I, I, I don't want them to do it, and I'm glad they've said no, but there was a few good things in there. I think they were going to cut it down to 18 teams in the Premier League, and obviously you mentioned that, uh, the, the gap. I mean, The Forest Green manager was on TalkSport, and he was well for Terrence. it. Yeah, and they were going to stop the parachute payments as well, which is a bit mad, because you think when Wolves got back-to-back relegations back in the day, we were still getting Premier League money in like League One, which just don't seem yeah. fair. We just, like, you know what I mean? So things like that. There were some good little points in there, and I think like the playoffs would have been... The, the team that come 16th would have played in the playoffs with the championship and things like that, which I found interesting. It was, yeah, 16th place would take 6th place, yeah. place as it is now. So you'd have um, 3, 4, 5 versus 16th um, as a playoff place. So there was a few little things in there I liked, but it was just the fact that basically the top six have all the control. And it was Man United and Liverpool, wasn't it, who come up with it. And everyone wonders why everybody hates Man United and Liverpool because they've all got all the money, they're bloody greedy. And as I mentioned earlier, football's all about money and power these days. And that's the play they made. It's a little bit rich for Man City, quite literally. Wanting it so much because wasn't there a clause in there where they were going to give those top six teams a say over potential buyouts of yeah, other clubs they can veto it or something so no so no club would be able to do a Wolves ever again yeah that that that's like pfft. they just always and I think that's the worst we thing. don't want to turn into like the uh, 
not the American sports, do we? We like we don't want an NFL of we don't want an NFL. <laughs> well, that's the right. thing, isn't it? Because obviously the owners of Liverpool and Manchester United are American. Exactly. So uh, yeah. you know, get out of our country. But they uh, they said on money coming of it. Uh, this won't go away, though, will it? They'll they'll come again. They'll like because obviously they want to help out the EFL, but the big clubs want something for it. They're not just going to do it on the goodness of their heart, are they? So this will something else will come up about this. Hundred percent. Do you think, Dan, it was more of a case that this is something the government needs to look at rather than football trying to sort out itself? This is about government-backed loans going to clubs to stop them going bust and they can pay it back over the next 15 years. I don't mind it with the tiny clubs. I think it's sensible to be able to keep them going because they're in a tougher situation, but I think professional... Well, I think six six, e- six EFL clubs say they're going to go bust very soon if they uh, if they didn't get help. Yeah, they've, they've got to protect it in the basis of things like loans. I don't think we should be saying... We've got to protect them from the league itself. I think financially supporting a business, absolutely fine. They need to be kept going. But I don't think the government should step in on this, um, whatever it was called. What do they call it? The fair, what, what's the, the whole... big picture project? Yeah, they shouldn't step in on that. It's a private entity. But to support the businesses as football clubs, then yeah, definitely keep them afloat. Like people, this, It's one of the few things we actually enjoy. Well, enjoy this is where, where things like... Sky and BT need to sort of step in and go. You know, if, if Wolves are in a championship now and it, and it, this is this is the Wolves of the Mick McCarthy era and things are looking a bit shaky financially because of coronavirus. You know, I don't know why clubs aren't doing their own football shows, doing their own coverage of their own matches. You know, because you can go in as two teams at a time and and air it, make money off it, sell tickets online. You're opening up to a wider audience. I mean, some of these smaller clubs. Um, wouldn't have that audience before. I think also Simon Jordan came out this week and was saying that football should do a Netflix, Harry. And Netflix is worth uh, 230 billion or yeah. something. And uh, they, what they should say is to Sky and BT, thanks very much. We'll take it from here. Make their own platform and go from there. What Do you think that could be a possibility? I think, I, I think that Amazon Prime are going to be the ones that eventually take over all the rights. I don't know how long it'll be, but that's the way everything's going, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, Do you know what the only problem is with this is that one thing I hate more than anything watching football on a stream is crap yeah but you can get it on your two minutes but playlist man you've got smart TVs this day Like, if Amazon Prime got all the Premier League you're still behind yeah well not if Amazon Prime's the only place showing it they'll, I they'll be the only they do, they do have the technology to fix the lag but they're not telling anyone what it is that's <laughs> so, <laughs> good of them <laughs> yeah but do, do you think that the success from Amazon Prime and Netflix and Britbox or whatever, do you think their success, Harry, is more down to the fact that you can watch it when you want? It's an on-demand yeah. service rather than watching yeah. something that's happening in real time. Yeah, but it don't matter because you'll be watching the game live anyway. So Sky, Amazon, but with Amazon, all smart TVs now have got the app. You click a button, bang, Amazon Prime, bang, watch could, the could game. Could you do the maths on it, Sam? For is what? it possible to crunch the numbers? I think, I think if they did it straight away, it would automatically be worth about 100 billion no no i mean how much would it cost per person per month oh i, I think so rev- be... total revenue of all football games in against total amount paid. I don't know. The, the big thing for me lads is how much money bt and sky is with amazon prime if they just continue to charge what is it 9.99 a month or whatever it is and they get all the premier league rights they're just going to blow sky and bt out the water it's the same thing with boxing with the zone you'd pay 20 yeah. quid a month wouldn't you yeah if it was, if it was 
Prem box for 20 quid a month. I pay, pay I pay over 100 quid a month for Sky and BT now. If Amazon Prime get all the Premier League rights and I'm only paying 9.99 a month, all that's a, I'll be bloody buzzing. So I hope they get it. And I think they will eventually. They're just going to blow Sky and BT out the water because they're old media and they charge way too much, in my opinion. There's a problem with the Prime model at the moment is that if you're paying, was it 79 quid a year for Amazon Prime and then all of a sudden you put in... Um, a service that's kind of cost you five billion pounds because that was what the last Premier League deal was over five years. Um, they're not going to do it for free, so I think it's going to be probably double double the cost, isn't it? And then you sort of not far off the territory of what it was about. 10 Will years they though, ago, Sam? Will they? Because they get so many more customers. Well, saying that they're massive anyway. But mate, oh, that, I mean, uh, as an example though, have you got Amazon Prime, Harry? Yeah. Have you, Dan? I've got it as well. Everybody I know already has it. Yeah. The, the problem with Amazon is that it's it's not a strive for new customers because they don't need the business because most people already have it. Five billion divided by ten million potential viewers isn't a lot of money. But they must be. It's they must want it because they wouldn't have dipped their toe already, would they? They're building their way towards it because they've already got a few games and they're gonna they're gonna get it all. I'm telling you, in the next five to ten years. You'd be paying under fifty quid a month, and that's before they even negotiate anything, or and that's a round number. I think. I think it's completely feasible. I'd love to see him do it. I'd love to see him give Sky two fingers because they charge just such ridiculous amounts. Of I mean, yeah, they, they they could do it for for much cheaper if you open up to the to the global market. It's just I don't know what what happens with the with the fans and you know you need them in stadiums, don't you? So if you have a season ticket, which is in our case five hundred pounds, and you go, oh, actually, I can go and watch all the Wolves games for. A fraction of the cost. It, it, do you think that'll impact? We've still got seats? both anyway, do, do you, haven't we? But do you think we're going to? Do you think we're going to end up with a a situation where every single Premier League game is like the Emirates? So it's like <laughs> the tourists. It's not no. the atmosphere. No. All, all all of us would rather go to a game than watch mm. on telly. Yeah, every single. The time. only way that I think that will happen, Sam, is if the Premier League tickets, which they're still they're expensive now, if the tickets continue to rise, then I think we'll have a problem. But I think with the, the demands there, isn't it? Everybody loves going to watch the football on a weekend, so it take it you know it take them to outprice the the average fan, I guess. You know when people can't afford it, but I think you'll always get the fans there in the Premier League, definitely. It'd be really interesting to see what happens because I think if they make it competitive, then I think a lot of people will do it like you say prem box bayless get get that name get that domain name <laughs> tied down um but yeah we we shall wait and see otherwise um we will say goodbye to harry mansell can i just say sam it's so nice to have you back because i it was such a shit show last week it just feels so nice <laughs> i enjoyed it i enjoyed it, uh, I enjoyed it and I, it's good to have a podcast because you can pause it in between going to the toilet <laughs> yeah yeah uh, see you in a bit take it with you <laughs> a bit. uh excellent and it's a goodbye from dan bayless yeah, goodbye, Wolf Sons. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Ta-da. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.